thing about Tucapita Marcano all of a sudden getting pretty good is that it isn't all of a sudden. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevich with DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Marcano is, let me find these numbers here for you so I can be exact. Marcano is batting for the season. 269 is three homers, 10 RBIs, 806 OPS, which is probably the most impressive and relevant number that he's got. But where it gets fun is looking at his surge over the past month, 15 game span batting 310 with two home runs, seven RBIs, and he struck out only 10 times in his last 64 at-bats. And I know in the old days that still used to be a little bit unsightly. It's not anymore. It's not anymore. He is making solid contact even with his outs. He's hitting to all fields. He's seeing his zone. He's protecting his zone. And oh, by the way, he's really settled things down at shortstop. Finally, someone did that in O'Neill Cruz's absence. What to make of this young man? Because let's be honest here, on everyone's prospect radar entering the 2023 season, Marcano was scarcely mentioned, including by me. I'm not playing like I'm above it or anything. I, I didn't get all excited about Marcano. But the funniest thing about him is he's 23 years old. The Padres brought him up in their system as a 21-year-old, kind of in one of those emergency, we really need someone who can help us right now type situations that I've been advocating for Henry Davis and or Andy Rodriguez. And he came up, he did his thing. He was okay, didn't embarrass himself, went back down. Pirates acquired him in a trade Similar setting last year, Ben Sherrington needed someone. Marcano fit the bill. Marcano showed up. Again, didn't embarrass himself. Didn't exactly distinguish himself either. Would show some flashes. But because he'd made those first couple of trips, maybe he was seen by a bunch of us, and again, myself included, as something of a journeyman, I don't know, came up, didn't stick, was sent back, feels like failure, even though it isn't. And it isn't. This looks like a pretty good ball player. I'm not sure exactly how he fits with the Pirates long term. We know that he can play infield positions. We know he can play outfield positions. We know he can play shortstop. So right off the bat, Tucapita is going to make himself some money in the major leagues, whether it's here or somewhere else, because he can do a lot of different things. There's value in that. But when it comes to being a prospect, when it comes to being someone that you think, all right, hey, this is a vital part of our future or even a possible part of our future, he still really doesn't come up. I'm not 100% sure why. Because when you look at some of the other players who are in that mix, like a Rodolfo Castro, like Ji Juan Bay, Marcano is showing 
markedly better than either of them, and he's the same age. We just don't seem to realize it. I had what would probably in a normal circumstance pass for a good talk with Marcano the other day in Seattle. And the reason I say probably is because uh, interpreters, it's just not the same. I am not complaining. Marcano's infinitely better at communicating with people here in the United States than I would be in his native Venezuela. But this was a chance to at least get to know him a little bit. Stephen Morales, Major League coach and interpreter, helped me out somewhat. And and what I wanted to find out from him was what, if anything, has changed over the past five, six weeks for him that makes him look the way he does right now, especially at the plate. And his answer was, "I, I definitely feel much better at the plate right now. The key to this is just to eliminate the bad pitches and look for the pitches that I can put good swings on. But yeah, much better. That's what it looks like. That's what this kid is showing us right now. He has shrunk his strike zone. And when he sees the pitch in the quadrant that he wants, he is going hard at it. If you'll recall, when Marcano first came up with the Pirates, it was a lot of soft, uncertain swings that led into, you know, soft contact. And it didn't look like there was much there. It looked like yet another in the seemingly endless parade at the time of light-hitting infielders. You know, the Chris Owings types. But I'll tell you what, on that whole trip just now, between Seattle and San Francisco, all he did was sit back, wait on his pitch, and drive it. And I am not, I am not comfortable just casting this kid aside and saying, well, let's wait till Nick Gonzalez gets here because he's the second baseman. We have no idea. We have no idea. One of the things that I really liked heading into this past spring training, and I know it wasn't all that popular with some, was that the Pirates had just this thick mix of potential candidates for second base. And most of those guys, fortunately for them, could also play some outfield positions. So you, that, and that, that's in that same Castro Bay and well, Marcano as well mix. If this is the player who rises above, don't fight it, man. Don't fight it. Nobody needs to be preordaining who wins jobs. This kid is stepping up. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. An eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Brian DeCola. He says, hi, Dan. I love all of your daily shots. Thanks for that, Brian. Andrew McCutcheon is five hits away from 2,000. Five home runs away from 300. In your professional opinion, what would it take for him to make the Hall of Fame? I've been reading about Jaws, a stat developed by Jay Jaffe that averages a player's career war, that's wins above replacement player, averaged with their seven-year peak war as a means to measure a player's hall worthiness. And it seems that Kutch is just outside that cut. How do you feel about this? Brian, I, I have a personal rule about not commenting on guys who are either hypothetical candidates or candidates that I haven't voted in because it tends to come across as negative. But Kutch is different. Kutch is here. Kutch is one of us. And I'm going to feel very comfortable discussing Kutch's candidacy because there's just nothing I could do to try to obfuscate or disguise how long I've known him and covered him since that began when he first showed up at age 18. My feeling is that Kutch is going to have a tough time, but that it's not impossible. And one factor that I want to throw into this, and I'm going to give you another team's player as an example, since I'm a voter for the Baseball Hall of Fame, and that's Todd Helton. If you look over his career, you're going to see numbers that are very, very good. They're not great. You're going to see a list of honors and recognitions that's very, very good, not great. And yet you're going to see that in his fifth year of eligibility on the ballot this past year, he just missed. 72% and change of the vote he got. Need 75 to get in. He was 11 votes shy. I cast a vote for him. Part of my reason for that is that he was with one franchise and meant so much to the Rockies for such a long time that he kind of becomes attached to that. Now, you can go ahead and laugh at me for this sort of thing, but I won't use that across the board. I won't be casting a vote for Charlie Blackman, who's been in Denver for 13 years and has gotten a hit seemingly every time I've ever seen him play. Helton put up terrific numbers. Helton was a terrific hitter. He was a terrific defender. Very, very good player. It is not easy to get voted into the Hall of Fame in these ballots because there's still so much steroid stink in there. Never, ever attached to Helton in any way, shape, or form. That's also a plus for him. I'd like to think that the way people in Denver feel about Helton can kind of coexist with the way people in Pittsburgh feel about Kutch. 
and have a similar impact on the broader membership of the Baseball Writers Association. No, Kutch didn't spend his whole career in Pittsburgh, obviously, but he's back now and he continues to add to records that are specific to the Pirates. He continues to work his way up in the annals that include now the top 10 hitters in franchise history. And let's remember who some of the names are on that list. And with every little bit that he inches upward, it just sounds better. He starts moving into territory uh, that belongs to Roberto Clemente and Willie Stargell and Ralph Kiner. And he gets recognition of that type. This is my answer to you. This is what I'm trying to say. If Kutch gets into the hall, it'll be because of his importance to Pittsburgh. Had he just continued signing one-year contracts in different cities, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Philadelphia, where else was he? Yankees. It, it, it would have just been a slow, quiet fade. This is different. Not only is he back in Pittsburgh, but he's hitting really well. And he looks like he's capable of adding to those totals. And that's every last one of those. Like you were pointing out with the war figures, war is a cumulative stat. You just keep adding to it. If Kutch does that, hey, he could render the whole debate moot. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I'll be over at PNC Park tonight and all weekend covering the series against the Cardinals, which just might be fun, huh? Imagine burying St. Louis in early June. (laughs) Let's talk again Monday. Monday.